Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Reds News Roundup with me, Steve Hall. I, as you know, this is Freeview Week on YouTube, so if you're watching on YouTube, hello. Let me explain what we do on this show. Uh, we basically talk about everything that's happening around the football club, but off the field. Uh, Paul and Chris tend to do on-the-field stuff. And my show is where we talk about news, gossip, injuries, contracts, anything basically that happens outside of those white lines. Um, and to do that with me this week, I've got Bailey and Ross. Hello, gents. Thanks for joining no, us. No problem. So it's lovely to see you on this fine Wednesday. Um, Let's get straight into it then, Ross. I'll come to you first. And it's a name that we've spoken about a lot. It, it, it kind of went quiet for a while, but Nabil Fakir is back in the news. and It isn't a link or anything like that. It's, it's more comments made by Leon's owner, um, Eji Michel Orlas, I think that's how we, we pronounce his name. And he basically said, he was asked about, was it in the injury that caused that the deal to collapse? Obviously, we all know Nabil Fakir was in a Liverpool shirt. He'd done interviews, the deal collapsed. Um, he said, at the final moment, the three parties didn't find an agreement, but it wasn't just Liverpool and Leon who had the agreement. There was a change of heart from Liverpool's point of view, as we were in a tight situation and Nabil was about to go to the World Cup, so we decided to finish the talks there. Nabil at the time was OK with it, and then he was asked about the knee injury. He says, I think that was one of the arguments that was used on the Liverpool side, but personally, I do not think that was the real reason. Um, do you believe him first? I suppose it's the, the big question, because there's been a lot of... I've always gone along with the fact that the only reason Liverpool would have pulled out was if there was an injury or something. But what he's saying was there was details within the contract or within the agreement between all three parties and that the clock was ticking because France had called them up so everyone decided to just knock her on the head there. Again, it wouldn't make sense if that was the case. Um, which side of the fence would you tend to believe? Uh, I'm on the side of the fence that this is the very much Brexit deal of football, isn't it? I'm just fucking sick of talking about it. <laughs> just fucking leave it alone. Um, he seems to be him that's making all the noise about it and he keeps banging the drum and it's like just just let it drop he seems like he's got a bean spot about it um, and I don't know why he keeps dragging it up from Liverpool's perspective I don't know why they'd let it go to doing the uh, videos and stuff for them to then pull out is the bit I can't fathom if it's not the knee injury yeah. um, having, it, having it checked out but like I said it was all rushed because he was about to go away so did he just get that done in preempt that everything was going to be fine and find out that his knee wasn't fine I don't know why Liverpool would would go so far into a deal and then pull out if there wasn't something wrong. I suppose that the talk Bailey is that he could still go at some point anyway. He's not yes signed mm-hmm. the new contract that they want him to. So and it, and basically it's, that's probably cost them some money mm-hmm. because as he runs towards the end of his contract, his value is probably decreasing. Yep. Uh, but again, there has been theories. Maybe Liverpool decided they have found something in the in, in the knee and therefore mm-hmm. the deal needs to be altered somewhat. Yeah. So whether it's you know payments or in clauses or appearances or whatever rather yeah. than just a straight fee but again uh, we, we've kind of closed this door but I'm going to reopen it anyway yep. if 
let's go let's go with the fact that he's telling the truth and we don't know who he is because he's a known bullshitter he's he's lied a lot in the press and fair play to him it gets, yeah. him, it gets his name out there it gets his club out there but for the let's say argument's sake he's actually telling the truth could you see that opening the door for Liverpool to go back in again or do you think that is well and truly closed now? No, I, I think Fakir is sort of old news I think that's why he's constantly sort of trying to bring any tertiary link back to us as possible because he's like he knows that since this has come out last year that this the Nabil Fakir hype train that was last summer has sort of died completely now and he's just sort of trying to bring any link back to a big club to say well they were interested in him last season maybe they'll be interested in this season I, don't, I think we're, we're done with him I mean you said uh, about about his knee and what I'd heard, what I'd heard about what happened with his knee. Obviously, he had to have an operation on it in the past. The skin graft or tissue graft or cartilage graft, whatever they did to fix his knee, apparently that was taken from a dead person. So mm-hmm. you could take it obviously from a, from a live person, but they they took it from a corpse to then graft into his knee, uh, which is obviously a much higher risk of failing with the, the deterioration rate of, of dead cells. So I think that we'd uh, apparently that was the later news that we then found out this operation was. I heard that. No, that's that. That was. I've been. I chatted with Chris about this the other day, and obviously he's into his stats and stuff. And he's, this was something that he told me. And he was saying that yeah, that apparently that was why sort of a big reason as to why we got a massive put off. And I think, what? Why would you? I mean, we we we're looking at like the likes of Pulisic in the past. The other name that's always mentioned that's young, bright. We're willing to spend seventy-five billion pounds on maybe. I think. I think as Ross said, it's this has been done to death now. I think that. Oh, that's fair enough on him. I think he's if if you're trying to just market your player, get him in the media as much as possible, then fair enough. But I don't, I haven't even heard his name this season. I mean, I saw him a, a tiny bit in the World Cup, then I heard he got injured at the start of the season. For he's been he's been in good form. I mean, he scored he, against City, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He played well against City okay. a couple of times. But and the Liverpool have still got a need, you'd think, in the squad for this type of play mm. at some point. It's just I, I thought it was for it to again. He's asked about it now. It's it mainly because there's a, there's a good chance he, he could go in January again yeah. because. At some point, they've got to cash in. If he's not going to sign a contract, which it doesn't look like he will, mm-hmm. they're going to have to let him go. And it could be, again, it's, it's drawn that, up interest and stuff. That's a statement for the club, isn't it? By just going, his knee's fine. Yeah. I don't think anyone's asked about it. And he's the only person that keeps, like I say, keep banging it on, going, oh, his knee's fine. He just said, well, no, everyone's forgotten about it. Yeah. Stop, stop going, like, and then everyone thinks, well, is his knee fine? Because you keep bringing it up. Which yeah. Is yeah. Suspicious, yeah. Isn't it? Again, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one, isn't it? It's, I just thought it was, uh, it was definitely worth including on the show. Um, mm. Got a couple more transfer gossip type stories then before we get into a couple of other newsy bits. Um, the first one came out of reports in Germany. I'll start with you on Bailey then. Mm-hmm. It was um, Liverpool are apparently eyeing up the signing of, of Thorgan Hazard, Eden's mm-hmm. brother. He's um, he's at Borussia Mönchengladbach, who themselves are having a very good season. They are currently, as we record, the second in the Bundesliga well, behind Borussia Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah. Um, he's got 11 goals and six assists. And... He's reportedly got a release clause of £26 million. Um, his deal expires in 2020. And again, there's been a lot of talk about Thorgan Hazard moving Everton will link with him at one point. He's been, his name's been banded about there. Um, mm. Liverpool have got a history, again, in recent times of paying cheaper... So, Jadon Shaqiri's release clause, they went and paid that yeah. because... It was almost seen as a bit of a no risk. It was like, well, worst case is we sell them for a similar amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thorgan Hazard, sorry, is 25 Predominantly a left winger, or we can play centre central. He, he does play right a little bit as well. Yeah, he's in very good form. I don't know how credible the links are, and I don't know the the particular source that well. But mm-hmm. if nothing else, that you could, you could kind of see if, again if the Fakir deals off, mm-hmm. this could be one guy who they do go for who is in his prime, relatively relatively cheap compared to the madness of the market these days, mm-hmm. with room to grow and room to become a better player. It, it wouldn't be a huge shock. Oh, no, it. definitely not. And I mean, like like you're saying, if, he, if he's a left winger, because I haven't seen too much of him apart from Belgium, yeah. um, 
if you're looking at the, the places in our team that you probably ideally need to, some backup, I think left wing has got to be your top top yep. two or three in that list. And for a guy that's 25, 26 million pounds, I mean, I've, I watched him for Belgium, I know who that last game was, but he was phenomenal. Like he was, Azard, Eden Azard, the one that's sort of the monolith to Premier League football, he was he outplayed him. Like he looked, he looked like the the the, the best brother, and it was it was an impressive display. And I mean, he peaked people like Mertens, Benteke, sort of Lukaku wasn't in the team that time. Sort of if he's twenty five years old and playing for Munchen Gladbach and he's beating these prestigious players to to an international team as good as Belgium, clearly somebody likes him. And I think if this would be a Shakiri esque steal, like you said, if if we can go under the radar and sort of jump in before. He sort of big time blows up and sort of sneak him away to us to cover a position that we definitely need covering. I think that's a great deal. Yeah, and we've seen this before, haven't we? Again, Ross, looking at the stats, you know, eleven and six. I think it's in sixteen games. So it's it's a goal or or a contribution in of every other game or every game. Sorry, Liverpool have done this deal before, where they've got a guy just before he's about to go big. So Sadio Mane had shown glimpses of Southampton. He was going to go on. Mm-hmm. Liverpool jumped in and got him. Obviously, the, the obvious one is Mo Salah. He scores every game. He, he was on the upward curve at Roma. You could see that the stats guys could see that coming. And, and to be fair, Nabil Fakir, when they were linked with him, was kind of on the same. You could tell he was just about to... The stats were saying he's about to get to, from there to there. Yeah. It looks, again, without watching too much Bundesliga these days, from everything that you read and what you hear from about Hazard, is that he's probably the next one who's going to potentially go from a decent player, very good player, to like he could, he could go to the next level. We have seen Liverpool do that deal before, which possibly is why they could be sniffing around if they are. Yeah, I think you said before, like that <clears throat> the K-shaped hole in the, in the yeah. team, you need that little bit more creativity thing, but it all depends on, on what our budget is, which I'm, I'm not sure of. If, are we better placed putting that in a in a backup left-back, for example, if there's someone out there who's going to like, you know, pay good chunk of money, because you know, Moreno's going, you know, mm. Milner's probably, he's not getting to the end of it, but you know, you're going to start to look at replacement to him, and we seem to be shopping at a different calibre I know the Shakiri kind of skews that but this will all depend on what Klopp wants I think of if it's the right deal as as a package you know you always say about people's attitude and, and the price and stuff if we see this as a, as a bargain opportunity I think he'll go, he'll go for it just like Shakiri was yeah I was going to say Bailey again we, as we record this on the 12th of December at 2 o'clock Liverpool top of the league they've yep. just been qualified they've just qualified for the next round of the Champions League do you think how things go between now and the 1st of January could impact? Obviously, injuries, form. If Liverpool are still top come January yep. and things are going really well and mm-hmm. Jäger might just be looking at his squad thinking, we are one short. Mm-hmm. £26 million pounds to get, get you a lad in who might, between January and April and May, play 10 games or whatever, but have, have an impact. Obviously, we've, we've done it before. Virgil van Dijk was signed in January some of our best ever signings were made in this window. I, I'm thinking Sturridge comes into mind. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Luis Suarez comes into mind. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. Not so much. But, <laughs> but you, you know, it, people always say the January window is nonsense and it never works. Well, Watch for it. It, it, our best player, I think, was signed in January yeah. in, in Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. So it can. I, I know Klopp is very much a, a long-term thinker, which we all applaud. Mm-hmm. But if he feels right, this league title's on, or there's a, there's, I think my squad are one away from winning the Champions League, for example, then it would make sense if he can go, right, I'm going to go now. I might, I'm not, I don't know, it's someone we've looked at, he's not going to just panic by an Alexis Sanchez, for example. No. But if they are scouting Hazard and they have been looking at him for a few weeks, which you imagine they would, mm-hmm. 
you, you could see him pull on the plug or, or you know, ask, go, get on the phone to Michael Edwards and say, listen, I think I'm one sure or two, can you get me? Mm. And again, this guy would kind of tick most boxes. Oh, massively. And But going back to what you were saying, Ross, it's sort of like a when and where. And like you say, if it's, if it's the case of what you're saying about come January and sort of you see, you start assessing our squad, we've lost Gomez, we've just had Trent, we don't know the extent of injury, obviously he's got a pain in his foot, but that's two positions that we've just lost out on right back. Klein, we've not seen this season. Uh, Milner, like I say, he's he's the guy that's going to have to play both fullbacks because Moreno won't get anywhere near as much game time in the Prem. Now, how important these games are for me? Yeah, I mean, for for the price, if you can go, if 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 he feels it's a right move, it was only last week we were talking about potentially spending seventy five billion pound on Pulisic. Yep. So it's sort of like saying, well, he plays a very similar position. It could be that. Sort he's of having a better. He's having a better, better season. season. Yeah. So it's like if if you're going to buy, if you want to buy in that position, then this guy's sort of on paper is your perfect package. But then it's sort of. It, we, are, we are sort of slowly getting very light on the ground in terms of defenders and we are priding ourselves this season off of building from the back and you don't want to lose, you don't want to take away from that sort of philosophy that you've just built this season by buying another attacker when you've got the likes of sort of, of Shakiri, Cater, Fabinho that are already being rotated in that midfield. So look, I'd love him for the price, but whether he's the right, whether he's worth taking a chunk out of the bank for, I don't think it's the right time in January. Especially with all the deals as well, because you know, I don't know last time I did this show, it was... Aaron Ramsey was getting touted about. Yeah. I know that might not be till the summer, yeah. Yeah. but then you could easily say, well, Arsenal, you know, he's not signing a contract, there's 10 million quid. We'll have him, you're saving yourself 16 million pounds there, you still got yourself a quality Premier League footballer yeah, that will contribute it, to you. Yeah, yeah there's, there's, and there's, again, we're going to come on to more names and stuff in a minute, but I just think, it, when I think of a Liverpool deal at times in my head recently, they've either gone massive for the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. So they went and got the best centre-half. I've seen him for a long time. They went and got a goalie who's as good as anything that's knocking about. Or, the best left-back in the league for 8 million quid. Or, or they've gone for a guy who is probably about to hit that level. So Naby Keita, Fabinho, who are, who are getting there mm-hmm. and there's room for them to grow into it. They're the two types of the Liverpool seem to be doing. Now, they, 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 they don't tend to be going for the bargain basement buyers anymore and they don't tend to be going... I, I don't know. I, I keep bringing back Alexis Sanchez who's like... Half a million quid a year, example, you know, it? where it's, it's a bit of a panic. I don't, I don't think United ever planned to get him. I think he was presented to them and they had a chance. Mm-hmm. Fair play. I don't think they wanted Pogba. There's a, again, there's, a, there's, there's tons of deals where it looks like things have fell into place, and that's not what we're doing. It just this one t- again. I don't know how credible it is, and it's, it's a couple of sources in Germany who I don't know. It just seems like it would take the the age, the position of need, the fact that his stats show that he's probably about to hit the next level. Mm-hmm. It, it all makes sense, but. Again, let again people watching at home or listening at home, let us know what your thoughts in the comments um, below. Would you have Hazard Thorgan? I think yeah. we'd all have either yeah, yeah. <laughs> for £26 million. But how about getting his kid brother and see if he can be as good as his brother? He scores more goals than his brother, perhaps, anyway. Yeah, so exactly. Who knows? Um, this one's an interesting one. Probably not one that gets the heart racing as much in terms of transfers, but um, mm. it was reported first. Again, I think this one came from abroad at first and then in Germany, funny enough, and then it came from... English sources who potentially picked it up along the way, but um, it said Ross that Liverpool eyed up a potential fifteen million pound move for Brighton's Pascal Gross. Um, again, he only arrived last summer in, at Brighton. I think he paid yeah, three million quid for him. He scored seven and set up eight last year. I don't know if you read Jurgen Klopp's comments about him. A few, I think it was before we played him, and he was again he was very very. Likes his German players, isn't he? He, he was very complimentary of him. Said I've known him for a while. He's a good player. Tons and tons of stuff. Yeah, he's um, going to Blackpool, isn't he? Yeah, but maybe it was. Maybe it was a bit of Jürgen tapping up yeah. in this. I don't know. But um, again, 
there's no one watching this at home or listening to this now who's thinking, oh, Pascal Gross, that's one who that gets your, um, mm. that gets a bit of lead in your pencil. But what, what it could do, you mentioned before about Andy Robertson, and you mentioned Genie Wijnaldum, and you mentioned Shakiri, and you, even you know Sadio Mane, for example, like players who are playing the, the lower end of the Premier League. Some of those teams were even relegated. And Jürgen spotted something in them, and he's been happy to go, I think you can come and play for Liverpool. Again, I, I, from having seen Pascal Gross, I don't know if he could make that level. I don't know if he's that good. But... I wouldn't have an issue if, if that was to happen for all the examples you've just given. I don't think it matters about the, the price tag and whether the, the where they're playing. I think that's a mindset that we have as fans. If we want like we want the Allison, we want the Virgil van Dijk, we want the seventy, eighty million pounds being spent because that justifies to us that they're a quality player. Yeah. Whereas Brandry Robertson was just shown was was basically fucking free anyway. Because yeah. we swapped him for Kevin Stewart. Joe oh. Gomez was three million pounds. Look at the player that Klopp's yeah. turned him into. Oh I know and, and Van Dijk equally and stuff. So this wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me, it wouldn't disappoint me. Obviously, I'd love a Pulisic or something instead, but that's me as, me as a fan. I, and obviously, there's a reason why Jurgen Klopp's the manager. They've proved over the past year and a half to me that they know what they're doing in the transfer market. Yeah, and I was going to say, Bailey, I've been doing this show now for a couple of years, um, mm. spanning before Jurgen Klopp even got here and Brendan Rodgers. And, and certain times when names would come up, you would be horrified at those names. Like, why are Liverpool interested in him? So, I remember there was... A while ago, Swansea, Ashley Williams. Yeah, apparently there was talk that Rogers wanted him, and people were going absolutely bananas. After the World Cup, weren't it? Yeah, there was just be, and there's been loads of those type of names where you've looked at them, and we've even signed some of them. You know, mm. I don't think I, I don't think the whole world was co- completely enthused when we signed Ben Teffen, for example. No, and we, but the fact that Ross has just said what he said, and I think a lot of people would be like, "Well, yeah, fine." If Jurgen wants to, might trust them, or mm. if the, if Michael Edwards trust wants to, might trust them. That does show that. There's been a significant jumping again from the time I've been doing this show. Where I remember sitting on this show with Aubrey and we were just going through a list of players going, why are we after him? Why are we after him? Why are we after him? And they were all pretty average players. Mm. Pascal Gross is potentially a pretty average-ish player. The fact that Ross has just gone, oh yeah, well fine. It does show the level of trust that we've now got in the whole transfer set of regardless of what we think. It's almost like we've gone, well, they, they obviously know more than me because yeah. I thought Andy Robertson was garbage and yeah. now he's the best left back in Europe or whatever, yeah. one of the best left backs in the exactly. league. It does show the, the faith we've now we can put on these guys that to kind of just get on with it. Yeah, exactly. And like it was, it was the, the Rogers era where you'd literally be like, um, we'd sign players that were just average, and you'd be like, you're all fans like we want a big money sign in because that big money back then was the the staple for a good player. It's not the case anymore. Like it, like you've just said, I'd. If any name comes onto the sheet and it's a it's a it's a genuine link, so like with there's confirmed interest, I w- I'm excited because whether I like the player or not, whether I know anything about the player, Klopp clearly knows the guy, and uh, it's 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 nowadays it's look Klopp's probably shopping around the market in every league and going, your characteristics fit the style of football I'm trying to plan out for this team. Whether you're playing well in the current situation, he just Gross could just be playing like look at Shakiri, the guy was had all the pressure put on his shoulders at, at, at Stoke. Uh, he, ha- he was sort of made to drag teams around and he got called lazy. You can't blame him for the style of football they were playing, but now he's in a team where he's, sometimes the formation's built around his sort of the link-up play and the respect that Klopp has for him. Sometimes it just takes players that get such a low price tag and such a, a bad name for themselves, just putting them in the right team with the right players and the right manager, then then they show their worth. Yeah, and I suppose, Ross, you mentioned before that there could be a need for an attack on midfield and that's kind of what he does. Give or take, you know, he, he can play with deeper time. Said Cam apparently when I Google. Yeah, he, he plays they, again. Right now, the most adventurous team in the world. But when they're at home, they do try and get on. Like I say, eight goals, seven. Sorry, seven goals, eight assists. I should say. 
For a team that was struggling. For a team that, yeah, it took them, what, two games to go to stay up, I think. They had to beat United near the end of the season mm-hmm. to, to stay in the league. It's another one where, again, it's crazy that we're not just laughing this off as absolute bullshit because there's, 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 there's a method in the madness of it, even if it's a, a bad link and we, it, it could be complete utter nonsense. It really could be. But the fact that we're not just laughing it off completely shows the trust that we've got and, and also the fact that we Jürgen Klopp doesn't identify players what he can't do. It's more like, well, I think he can come to my team and do that yeah. and do that for me and then and I will make him into this. Mm-hmm. And for 15 million quid, if the lad plays, what, 10 games? It's, it's still low risk, isn't it? But yeah. that's for comparison to like we see for Keir was 53 million pounds and he might have had a dodgy knee. Whereas this lad is, is 50 million pounds. And back to the transfers, I think, I can't think of a bad transfer that Klopp's really made, to be honest with you. Clavan's probably the, only, the cheapest one, but then he was, was choice, right. he was a fourth choice centre half. And he was all right. Yeah, yeah, maybe Carriers. Like, yeah. didn't work, obviously. No, but, again. Um, but then he, he was given a chance to go and do something, and then he's got this mindset well, you're not good enough. Well, we've yeah. just got to improve it. We're willing to go and improve that. I was checking. The only thing with Gross, I was just confirming it. He is 27, mm-hmm. so he has been about it. You know, he's, he's been knocking around. He was knocking around Germany for what 2008 or 2013, which mm-hmm. is probably where Klopp first come across him. So that's the only that's the only one where you think, well, maybe again, if Liverpool were going to sign a 27 year old Ross, you'd probably think it would be someone who just walked into the team. You yeah. think they'd rather go a little bit younger if they were looking for a squad player? I, I don't know. That's what my. Um, I think. Or do you think that's? Not- I think that that's the previous model that they've used, but I think this is this is different because of the depth that we've we've added to and the quality that we keep yeah. adding to, with the scenario that you said before. If you know we were fighting for a title and you're fighting for potentially a Champions League as well or, or an FA Cup, you, you want bodies in there, don't you? And even like you said, if he plays four or five games, but well, it gives a chance for I don't know a, a Milner to have a rest mm-hmm. or anyone you can name anyone that midfield to have a rest and be fresh for another an important game, then then go go and do it mm-hmm. rather than just. Put a, a youngster in there who's going to be out, out of the depth. Yeah, again, it makes sense. And like I say, people listening again, watching at home on the YouTube or on, on the subscribers, let us know. Pascal Gross, what you think? I'm kind of like, listen again, don't really, I've seen bits I've, of them. It's got to the point where their name comes up, and, and like you said before, I was like, what the fuck do I know? If they, if they like him, we can, yeah, exactly. we're, we're on board, yeah. which is a huge, again, I, mem- I keep saying, I, I remember hosting the show and we would put it out on YouTube sometimes, and just the vitriol in the comments section of he's crap, he's crap, mm-hmm. why aren't we signing X, why aren't we signing Z? And you might still get that because YouTube's insane. Mm. And this might, it might happen underneath the video now. And for 50, 50 million quid, the form that Michael Edwards has been on, we'll, we'll probably, they'll probably put pains to take it off him. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Look, it was five million quid, couldn't go, yeah? There'll be some type of Michael Edwards wonderful deal involved. Um, Let's park transfers in terms of incomings aside for now. Then let's talk a little bit of contract news. It seems every week we do the show, Bailey. You've been on a while. I was like, there's been someone close to signing a new contract off yeah. Horizon in Mane, the last. It was Mane, weren't it? Mane's been involved. Robertson. There's yeah. been talk of him, and he's probably going to be the next one. And, and it, now it happens that Joey Gomez is within the last week. We spoke about him a lot on the show. He's signed till 2024 again. Mm-hmm. So he's added, if my maths is correct, six years onto his current deal. Yeah. Ross, confirm that. No, it's twenty eighteen now. That's six, Ross. He said six onto his current deal. Okay, he's added six. He's added sixty years on. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's whatever, correct. Whatever that is, oh. I don't know what his current contract was. <laughs> that's not what you said. All right, well, he's, all right, well, six years from now. Correct. There you go. Yeah. That's what. That's. I knew what I was saying. Okay. It was. It was like an IKEA sentence. I give you the bits. Okay. And then you had to. <laughs> okay. You had to build okay. the sentence yourself. <laughs> that's, that's what. That's what I was doing. Okay. There. It, was, it was a. It was a quiz, and you failed. Let's crack on. Uh, no. Um, we spoke again, Bailey. We spoke about we spoke about the impact of Joe Gomez and how good he's been last week. Unfortunately, when he when the injury was confirmed yeah. and how he was going to be out, it turns out it's a six week injury, maybe mm-hmm. at, at end like that. But again, he was under contract. He was, he, there was no there was no reason to think that any you know he had the ton, he had like four years left. I think it was really long left. He was on decent money. He wasn't mm-hmm. on brilliant money. Mm-hmm. This is Liverpool's new policy now of they're not trying to I don't know have a bargain on their books. So I remember. You could have someone for ten grand on a four-year contract, and, and they could play great for a year, and the, and you'd be like, no chance. I, you know, I've got a bargain here. Mm. Liverpool seem quite happy to say, if you play well, I'll, we'll reward you. Even if, you know, Mo Salah got a new contract one year after signing for the club, mm-hmm. and because he wanted to get his wages up there again. It looks like with Joe Gomez, he's earned a new deal, and even though we didn't need to tie him up we've decided you know what we're going to reward you which yeah. just shows the harmony around the group and it's a, I think it's a really clever thing because it will keep everybody happy you know mm-hmm. he think, he's now getting paid for a job that he thinks he's getting paid what he thinks he's now entitled Worth, to yeah. so there's no risk of him ever becoming unhappy there's no risk of him knocking on the manager's door going in a year's time Dejan Lovren done it under grand a week and I'm on 20 grand or whatever I'm on this is nonsense I'm playing every week Liverpool have gone Liverpool have got ahead of that mm-hmm. by doing this type of deal which again yeah, I don't yeah. know if you agree I think it's, it's really smart oh it absolutely is and like we were we spoke about on the around the league this week uh, about Sterling and if you look back to when Sterling left Liverpool I think it was over about a 30 grand contract dispute about we, we were going to pay him like 120 or whatever he was wanted 150 and he went we lost one of the greatest one of the now best premiers, uh, players in the Premier League from it and now it's like you said you don't even have to reward him but I think this is the Klopp era Klopp way of doing it and like I said he, he, we've already got the front three, the goalkeeper, the centre back, lockdown. You are we're doing the Tottenham style of things where it's sort of like if you can lock down all these best players, you don't then have to go and shop around for replacements. Yeah. And he he definitely is will be the centre back partnership to Van Dijk on current form. There's no way anyone I couldn't think of any other player that I'd want there apart from him. And like you look back to what um, Klopp said yesterday after the Allison save, he was like, if I knew he was that good, I'd have paid him double. Klopp's not afraid to, to give people what they're worth. Yeah. And Gomez is definitely worth an extra contract. It's protection, isn't it? The fact that he's, he's giving him that, so he's protecting from other players, he's protecting his, his transfer value, so if someone wants to come in for him, he won't be distracted because they're going to have to buy, obviously buy his contract out and put his value's gone up. But it's incentive as well to, like you just said, with all the names 
that have already got it with your work hard will reward you. Yeah, you, every, you every, player, yeah. every other player on the squad now thinks, well, if I have that's that why one... That's why you say in the conversation, Robertson's next, because he's been working his box off, so you assume he's going to get rewarded, and then mm. the next player will go, well, he's got one. What do I have to do to get that and work hard? Even Trent, yeah, Trent got one recently as well, didn't he? So yeah. you, you can mm. see that what they're trying to do. At some point, Jürgen Klopp doesn't want to be buying players every window. He wants to get to a stage like what Man City are at, yeah. where you maybe need to go and get one. So they went and got they had they had the best league team in the world or whatever. Got hundred points and he's got Mares for a lot. Yeah, and they bought Player of the Year from 2015. Exactly, and that, that, and did because they thought he had a bit of a potential weakness there. And he's you know he's had a good start to season. He's a really good player. That's where Liverpool want to get to rush, but that's how you get there. You get there by making sure your players are happy. What you don't want, and again, I've, I've used this analogy before, but I know this show is going on YouTube, so there'll be different people watching it. Is that Graham Souness mentions that when he signed, I think it was Dean Saunders, I think he signed, mm. and he gave him X amount of money, and then Ian Rush come knocking on his yeah. door saying, um, hang on a minute, yeah, you've just signed him, and I'm the best player we've got, and I'm, I score goals every week, I want to be paid what he's got, and, and for whatever reason, the money wasn't there, or whatever, and Souness couldn't have him. Mm. And listen, Ian Rush went on to be kind of being brilliant because he's Ian Rush, but he was clearly upset. You, what you don't want is, you know, Joe Gomez thinking, if I'm first choice, I don't, again, I don't know what Matip put on, but I know Lovren's on close to £100,000 a week. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Gomez is being paid now even, but you don't want you, don't, you never want resentment within your squad. You want everyone to be getting paid what they think they're worth. I think most players will accept that the likes of Mo Salah and Sadio Mane and Virgil van Dijk will be getting the absolute top dollar. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're your best players. But, but you, want everyone else think, you want everyone else thinking, well, I could, Joe Gomez could be thinking, I could be playing for Chelsea and I could be on X, Y or Z. Mm-hmm. We're, now Liverpool are saying actually you know we're not gonna we're not gonna rip you off or almost by saying you agreed to that four years ago and you when you when we signed you from Charlton so therefore you're gonna keep it we're actually gonna reward you now yeah. it's a, it's a it's a great way I think it's a an amazing way to keep morale high you know everyone's happy at work the team are winning everyone why would you do anything that can upset the apple cart yeah. and this is one reason why you're going to do it it's a domino effect as well because once you see Salah sign a new contract I think Bobby was first actually wasn't he. So Bobby signs mm. it. Well, everyone else is looking around, going, "Well, he signed a new contract, and you know that's encouraging for me." To three years, four years time, mm-hmm. we're all going to be together with this this unity. So he's creating a healthy competition. But back to if you say Gomez thought I could be at Chelsea earning this much money, Liverpool will be aware of, of, of some of, of what he's thinking. Yeah. And if his mentality is not spot on, well, you're not going to get a new contract. And if you don't want to play for Liverpool, don't. And if you do, work hard, and we will reward you. And that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I was going to say it's like the the big thing that I think Liverpool have been lacking for the last. 10 years is identity and I think that the big sort of ethos behind the club now is making Liverpool a destination and I mean when you look at Coutinho obviously the last the most recent example is players that look as Liverpool as a stepping stone to somewhere big by offering players what they're worth and saying to them we believe in you we need you at this club it makes us the destination again and it makes us into that big club status that we've been when we're playing Barcelona's Real Madrid and we're like oh it's a big club we're there now we're, the, we're there with the players that are performing wondrously for us every single week because they love playing for the club and we love having them at the club. So by saying, if it, say Gomez, Robertson has got to follow, you'd assume, and just having, it doesn't have to be your strikers anymore, it doesn't have to be the guys that get you the goals, it's recognising that, like you say Ross, whenever you work hard for us, we're going to give you that reward. Yeah. And it, and it stands massively to sort of the brand that Liverpool are now creating in Klopp's era. Yeah, I agree. And two things, Ross, if I come to you, I'll, point one I'm thinking in my head is that if you're looking at signing somebody and you're looking at, say, say Fogg and that we've just spoke about, and you say, here's your £100,000 a week contract, but bear in mind, look what we've just done. So we've given a guy who had four years left a new contract and added two years on. 
we've given Mo Salah who had one one out. I mean, and it was the year of all years, but it was just one season. Yeah. And we've rewarded him. We've rewarded Firmino two years before his contract with you. Mane's had another two and a half years, and we've we've rewarded him. Trent Alexander Arnold signed one, and then signed another one about eight months later because he, he outplayed it. Mm-hmm. That, if I'm a, an agent or if I'm a player looking at Liverpool, I would I would be thinking, well, listen, everyone, the world. Money talks, and you know, we all know that. We everyone knows that. But if I go there and they're paying me, they're offering me a twenty grand pay rise now. I'll take it because I know in a year's time, if I'm as good as I think I am, there's going to be another fifty grand a week coming straight away, where someone else might offer me X amount, a little bit more. United, but they're not as good as us. They're not as yeah. good as Liverpool are now. I'm willing to take the chance and go to a better team on the basis that I know that they're going to go then and pay me again if I perform. We're becoming like a package. Deal really, aren't we? It's the, the attractive football, yeah. the, the manager that wants to play for, the quality of players that we've got, the fact that we're retaining the players, and then the incentive with the, with the contract as well. Why would you not want to play for this club? Obviously, people have their individual reason; they might not like them. But was, we're giving ourselves more and more reasons to become an attractive prospect to elite players as well. And the and final, that, and the final part that win stuff, which yeah. yeah, fingers crossed to get that baby. And yeah. that's just what point. My second point before we move on from this one is going to be is that Liverpool have changed so much for so long it's been constant change Benitez was constantly changing everything because of financial constraints Hodgson was just a disaster Daglish comes and he's changing and we get rid of him and we bring in another manager Rodgers and then he's at war with the committee and everything's changing every year we lose Mm -hmm. our best players the best players are going for the opposite reasons of what we're doing exactly. now. And that's what I'm saying. Is that going, well, if you, but you're signing shite yeah. and we're not winning anything. Why the fuck should they stay? Exactly. And, and that's what we're going to say is that even Jürgen's had to, you know, look at the. We, I saw the picture the other day of you know the first team we had compared to now. It's, it's chalk and cheese yeah. and it's yeah. been three and a bit years. At some point, it has to stop changing. Things have to stay the same. Yeah. And by having your two set, your goalie, your two centre backs, your your three best forwards, potentially your left back, your future, you know, your right back who should be there for five, ten years. Mm-hmm. You've got those, they're all tied up, obviously Fabinho and Keita are there for another four or five years, wherever their contracts are. Mm-hmm. At some point, that's the stability, and it's that stability that wins stuff. Obviously, Chelsea are always the exception to the rule, because they every so often they change them for some reason mm-hmm. it works and they win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't last forever, and mm-hmm. they, they have to go through a dip, a dip to come again. Mm-hmm. The best teams are stable with a... a, a, a I don't know, a secure core squad mm-hmm. and you add around them. And that's, that's what I'm hoping that these type of deals mean is that we get to a January or summer window and you're looking for one or two, not five or six. Mm-hmm. And by tying down your best players, that's the next, that's the step that we're taking towards that. Yeah, and that is, there's a reason that us and City are so far above other teams in, this, in the league this season because we both understand that that's how you win things. Obviously, we haven't done it yet, but like you said, it's been a building process. You spend big and then you and then you build you, around it. Yeah, and you, you spend big, you tie everybody down, and then, like I say, you bring in a Mara's quality player, like, say, for us, whether it's a Van Dijk in, in the summer or something like that, and it's just it's having that whole... Trying to understand that the big club mentality doesn't mean you have to spend money. You have to be smart. You have to, be, you have to spend money where appropriate, but then... You can buy an eight million pound left back. You can buy a thirty million pound backup right winger because you know that they fit your system. So once you've now got, like I say, I think we are on the horizon of having the, this whole starting eleven tied down for six years, and that's something we've not had in forever. I, I don't remember in my lifetime certainly having that that sort of stability. And I think that's this is where we're sort of now going to see the City and Liverpool era of sort of I don't want to say dominance because I don't want to I don't want to. Um, jinx anything and I think other teams are getting there but you've got like the likes of Arsenal who are still rebuilding United are up 
Shit's Creek will no paddle. And like they, they do things the opposite to us. They'll offer Sanchez 500, 500 grand a week and then he'll, it doesn't keep him hungry and he just sort of stagnates and he goes get, off nowhere. He gets hungry. <laughs> yeah, <and he> just, <laughs> exactly. So, but then you've got, this is sort of the template now of how you are supposed to do things. Because yes, you've got to spend a bit of money. That's a given. That's modern football. But then it's, Tottenham do it brilliantly. They don't have the money and that's where they, they miss out. They don't spend the money, but they do the contracting really well. So they, they lock down their first team. They're not going anywhere until they win. Unless they because win you can kind of see, Ross, there, in what, in what Bailey's saying, is that United do want, they spend yeah. big, but it kind of sometimes will go wrong. Arsenal have done the same, but they've never got the contracts bit right. Yeah. They've lost. Tottenham have got that bit spot on. They, they haven't got the money, but they've got their players tied down. Mm-hmm. Liverpool kind of want to be in that middle bit. They want to do what Spurs are doing by keeping the core. They want to do what Arsenal have done by buying them. But the important thing is once you bought them to keep them. And mm-hmm. look, Sanchez left because his contract was run down. Chamberlain left contract. They're about to lose Aaron Ramsey. They had to pay Mesut Ozil three hundred and fifty grand a week to stop him from leaving for yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. What Liverpool have done, they've kind of bridged that gap of what those two were doing, and they're stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why at the moment that they're, they're, they're elevated above those two particular clubs. You are very good clubs. You are having very good seasons, but that's why Liverpool are probably not on that level. They're on that level. Mm-hmm. That's why it's such a bizarre thing because it's never been like this in my lifetime yeah. as a football fan. It's just been like. Will buy shite and try and save money and cut backs like you said Benitez and, and Hodgson and stuff. We won't go into Hodgson obviously, but th- th- that's going back to the, the prospect thing of going. People want to be here now. It's not a case of like it's the stepping stone that you've already mentioned. It's kind of like actually oh, you know that is the destination where I want to go play my football and believe I win something. But that's part of what Klopp has built. And sometimes you want instant gratification. We think it's going to happen overnight. We've had to wait three years for this still. Yeah. We've been the uh, most patient I, team. Yeah, I'll put it down. We're, we're still growing. But mm. things need to stop changing. That's where it just slows down completely and go like, we'll be in a position next season, I, I believe, of going, we'll oh, just get one player. Yeah. Because we've got, we've got a base now, yeah. of a, a spine, which we've not had since 08, 09. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Very quickly then, we've got a couple of minutes left before we, before we start wrapping up. Yep. Um, Wolves apparently want to take Dom Solanke on loan very quickly, Ross. Yep. Um, would you let him go? Do you think he needs to go and play? He's obviously, he's obviously fallen behind. Well, Firmino and Salad are one of those two who are always going to be our first choice striker. Dan Sturridge is there. Dave Ocarigi has been getting on the bench ahead of Slanky. I know he's, he's had injuries and stuff as well, but there's talk that Wolves won him, Huddersfield won him, and Glasgow Rangers are all are interested in knocking about. Very quickly, do you think... Would you let him go and, and do you think Liverpool should let him go? Uh, on I mean, loan, not to be sold. It's two minds for himself, yeah, because he needs to go get some game time and Premier League game time will do in the world of good, but at the same time, what we just mentioned of having that depth and an extra body. During, he's not, okay, he's not the best striker at the club, but if he can rest both for me in half an hour by bringing him on in a game, I think we need to be selfish and, and kind of use him almost and go, right, we play half an hour here because Bobby needs a rest. For I, the suppose, next game. I suppose what you could do, the, the flip side for that would be Bailey is that. Sturridge and Origi are there as well. Salah's there yeah, as well. Maybe pick up an injury or two. Rian Brewster's coming back. I know. I, I, I know what you're saying. From a selfish point of view, you keep every, you, you'd have a squad of fifty. Yeah. But you, but again, harmony wise and doing what's best for players, Liverpool have shown a willingness to do what's best for the player at the time. Yeah, yeah, well. no. I, I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. And I think personally, he could do with the games. I, I, I but, but it's a again. You're like what? Well, maybe if there's a clause where you can bring them back, I don't know what the legalities of that. Yeah. Perhaps. I know Chelsea did it with Nathan Ake they had a clause where they could call him back at any time mm-hmm. and then they never and, played him but they, they needed depth when they brought him in yeah. I don't know if you could include something like that but it looks like the guy he's too good we've we seen him he scores a million goals for England under 21 he plays under 23 football that's just like, that's not his level he's too good for that uh-huh. he's not where Liverpool need him to be yet it's it, it kind of the only other option rather than just keeping him around the training ground is to let him go and play yeah. and if it's if it's you know two Premier League teams or a Rangers team managed by a Liverpool legend you, you can kind of see the logic in it I, I, for me Wolves 
I'm, I didn't know this was news, but that's I would let him go now. Do you the, do you need the striker? Or I, I, I will legitimately. I think I say to this to you on the around the league outside the top six, including Man United. He, the Wolves are the best football playing side I've, I've seen in the Premier League for, for ages, apart from Leicester sort of 15, 16. That, that move would be brilliant for him, I think. I think the Wolves have got a fantastic style of play. They've got, they play similar to us. They, they, they counter-attack. They tore City apart when they, when they drew. I think they, they get, they've got really creative midfielders that do like a good cross into the box, which is sort of suits his style of play. He's very good with his feet. If Huddersfield, not really. I don't think. I think this, their style of football is not great. And I, I, Rangers, yeah, I can see what you're saying there. But if he could go to Wolves, that'd be a massive move for him, in my opinion. I mean, that's as outside the top six. That is elite Premier League quality football that they're playing. And if they like say they need a striker, he'd get the games. You never know. You leave him. You leave him there for six months. And like you say, if he's got a clause where you can bring him back, like Harry Wilson has, what? What we? How are we losing out? I think their style of play as well would, would suit him. Yeah, they play, they play attacking football and their manager's similar to Klopp and he's a bit of a fucking taker. And also they might be willing to give him a game because what's happened with Ben Woodburn is that he's gone to Sheffield United and the style of play just hasn't suited them mm-hmm. and yeah. because the pressure's on them to really get that promotion, he's not, he's not playing. playing where you'd imagine, again, things can change and, and it might, this might come back and haunt me, but you'd think Wolves aren't going to get relegated. No, they're not. You, th- you, don't, you wouldn't think that, that, you think that they've, they've kind of surpassed that level now. Uh-huh. They're not really going to push for anything more than maybe possibly a Europa spot at best uh-huh. and that, they'd need a few things to break for them. They'd have to usurp Everton and United probably, which I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're there yet, uh-huh. but I mean, they, they definitely possibly could be. That's the, type of, that's the type of team where you could get games, Ross. And that there's not going to be a manager thinking, I can't afford to throw a kid in and get play him on a risk because there's too much pressure. He would get. It's a loan that you you could see him getting valuable minutes that he definitely needs somewhere. Yeah, particularly for a team like Wolves, although they're in a healthy position now, someone who can come in and maybe get them ten goals is crucial for them because yeah. I'm sure their target now it must be just safety because it's the first season in the yeah. Premier League. But if you can be even better at that, then why wouldn't you? And then yeah. it's a deal that would suit both teams in the fact that Solanke can grow. I know I said before about being selfish, but he needs to grow, otherwise he's not going to improve, is he? So yeah. if he gets mm. the game time there, then, then I think he will do. I think it'd be good as well. well if we could do what we did to, with Danny Ings. So we, say we say we loaned him out in January. If we could do a Danny Ings style thing where it's like, yeah, we'll loan you, but you can't play, you can't play against us. Yeah, he's not going to be allowed to play against us. Yeah, so that, that would be a mate, because I, I, obviously we, we drew um, in the cup. I say watching them play, I'm scared for that game, because like they, they do play really good football, and I don't want to, ever, I don't want to underestimate them. And if say if we give him a player that sort of like you say Ross goes in and starts getting in the goals from him becomes quite crucial to their build up. By the time we play them, it sort of takes something away from their their quality. And or vice versa, he could score the goals against the rivals to yeah, help you. Exactly. His goal record is ridiculous. Remember when we first bought him, yeah. doing research on him, he scored like forty one goals in the season. At levels, yeah, yeah. It's, he's never quite got there yet. Um, let's wrap up there then, guys. Thanks very much. Um, going to spin round this way. Watch this. I love this. Is my part of the show. I love. Did you get that, Lauren? That's fine. As long as, <laughs> as long as as long as it was on there, that's fine. I wanted people. To, I wanted people to see me. Me slightly move to the right. Um, well, yeah. I've done a little bit of. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Just that's new. That's for YouTube. Yeah. That's for okay. the YouTube. So again, thanks very much for the subscribers who are already watching. Very much appreciated that you do subscribe to the channel. If you're watching this on YouTube and you like this kind of thing uh, on the free view, do go to the website and do sign up. We do this every single week and we always have lots of and lots of fun and I get to move my chair around 45 <laughs> degrees and that's worth paying a five to see as well. Thank, guys, <laughs> yeah. thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, just take a watch that on repeat. Yeah. Make that into a gif. Um, thanks very much for, what, uh, for watching. For, not for watching, for talking to me, for, for the people. Thanks for watching at home. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next week with the Reds News Roundup. Ta-ra. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.